So yeah, Haley and I left for Mexico City on Monday. On the flight there, we had to emergency land because the plane lost oxygen. What? In the middle of Mexico. What do you mean it lost oxygen? That was what they said. They said, we're losing oxygen. We have to fly at 4,000 feet instead of 10,000 in the middle of the mountains in Mexico. And we're going to emergency land in Monterey, Mexico. Did you notice anything? Like No, I thought no, I thought it was fine, but they just kind of dropped that on us and then everybody starts freaking out and people are like I mean texting. I immediately FaceTime audio delta because I was like, I gotta get on another flight immediately because we lose our reservation if we don't check in by midnight. That was my only concern. People were crying and calling loved ones. I was just on customer service with Delta. And I was like, Haley, you have to do the Delta texting thing. Well, we got the chance. Everybody's going to be fighting for a flight. It's going to be crazy. Um, We eventually landed and they were like, keep all your stuff on the plane. Um, We're going to bus you to the airport and then you'll be back on this plane. And I was like, absolutely not. We're taking all of our stuff. We're just going to get on a different flight. And then we found out later that flight just turned around and went back to L.A. And no way. Yeah, we ended up getting on a flight like pretty quickly. Like we got into the airport. They got us on another flight and it was good to go. We like sprinted to the customer service line and there were like 200 people behind us by the time we got taken care of. So we're like, OK, we beat that. We lost like a day in Mexico, but that's fine. And then we had one day. Then Haley got food poisoning. And it was in the hotel for the rest of the trip. (laughs) And like, I've got like nine stitches on my spine and I thought I'd be able to like ride a bike and do stuff. And I could not. I was just like getting so tired so quickly. And I was by myself, which is like way less fun. And we ended up like, I was back at the hotel at like 5 p.m. every night. We watched two Batman movies. It was, (laughs) it was barely a vacation. And then... And then we got back, and I immediately got a cold that turned out to be COVID. You guys were supposed to come over yesterday, and I was like, I should test to make sure it's not COVID. And it, of course, was COVID. So I've just oh been like, it's been two weeks of this nightmare. And I haven't even mentioned this. And this is the craziest part that seems like, oh, this story's fake. It's too much. But on the way back, our, the left wing of our plane got struck by lightning. What? It was crazy. And it wasn't like what you think. It, you just like lose power for a second. It seems like somebody punched the plane. It's, it doesn't get like really shaky, like turbulence. It's just like one good hit and then everything's fine. And the guy, uh, the pilot got on the intercom after that and was just so nervous, had no clue what to say. He's like, so yeah, we just um, experienced an incident and everything's good. We're still good. We're going to be they're on schedule still. I just want you guys to know everything is good. Um, we're fine. And it's good. I and am not the scaredest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. So was he like, yeah, the plane uh, got struck by lightning on the right uh, no, wing? No, never said it. But we all saw it happen. You saw it happen. Well, it's crazy because you know how like, you see lightning and it's like you see the lightning first and then you hear the sound? This was like sound and then light. It was really nuts. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it sounded like just like an engine blew out, but it was like a split <laughs> second. It was it was really scary. Are you Here's supposed my to be like flying above the weather? I thought you're supposed to be like above that. Straight well, through. They had it. No, we did it. They had straight no oxygen, through. man. They had to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, yeah, that is so crazy. And uh, we weren't flying on a little airline. This was Delta both ways. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the worst vacation of my life, and I'm still paying for it almost a week later. <laughs> I haven't been outside. I feel terrible. It's insane. My question to you is, the way the second pilot handled it by saying there's been an incident, would you have preferred that for the first guy to say, as opposed to, we are running out of oxygen? Um, I, it's good to know that you're running out of oxygen, and they were like preparing us to drop the masks, and they never did. Oh but like that would have sucked. That would have really stressed me out. I was happy that they didn't do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a really bad vacation. I didn't know you could have bad ones like that. (laughs) Being told that there's like we're running out of oxygen, I feel like mentally is just the most fucked place you can be. Oh yeah. Just everyone like I would be freaking out. I'd be texting, calling people. I'd just be like, I don't know how much breathing there's left. It'd be funny. It's funny too because like, oh, I gotta like buy the internet package really quick. I didn't sign up for like. I'm not a Delta member. I need to like get my credit card out to fucking send my lax text to my family. Well, th- that was what's nice, and everybody should know this is Delta. You just need to sign up for uh, their Sky Miles program, and you get internet for free now. So keep that so it's in all mind. Worth it. The it's whole thing's all, worth it. The whole it thing's worth that. it. <laughs> this is all a story to lead to promoting Delta. Yeah. This leads us to our first sponsor of the show is Delta. <laughs> It is crazy, though, that your plane got struck by lightning and was just, like, essentially fine. It was so clear that that's never happened before. And Haley's, one of her best friends, is a flight attendant. And she said, yeah. hey, have, has your plane ever lost oxygen? And she was like, no, never once. And then we texted her, has your plane ever been struck by lightning? And she's like, absolutely not. That shouldn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. It's also, like, oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, the freaking Captain Sully's plane, like, went down because it, like, hit a goose or something, wasn't it? Like, a goose (laughs) flew into the engine? Mm -hmm. It's so crazy that, like, a goose takes it down. But, like, yeah, lightning and stuff, you're still going. The moment it happened, I was like, okay, we are going down, but that doesn't mean I'm dead. That doesn't mean I'm dead. Um, What? what, what? (laughs) Yeah, what? Why? What are you thinking? Because I'm thinking, like, there's crash landings happen all the time. And if, (laughs) if they feel like they can't do it, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. It'll I be always fine. some reason think of that too. I'm just like, we just gotta get to a field and then like they can just like glide it down, you know? It's like a cornfield <laughs> somewhere. I it's remember like, Yeah. Yeah, just glide it down. Yeah. Just, was, I remember when I was a kid there was like I remember watching a YouTube video, it's like what sh- what should you do in a plane crash? And the advice was like turn your seat into a parachute. Like hold it over your head as you're falling from the ground because that'll slow you down and aim for trees and immediately that was what came to my head i don't think that would work i don't know how i would in this scenario there's a loose chair that i can grab onto in the air (laughs) and i'm using it like a parachute yeah because does that mean the seat that like your like your seat cushion that you pull up and then underneath is like the stuff or like what part of the seat in in my memory it's the whole seat yeah, that's what I pictured too. Like you have like a gamer chair, and you're just like, like, <laughs> like which seems to me to be adding a ton more weight to your yeah, phone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just oh like a jackass. God. They tried doing stuff with like an umbrella, and that you shoot straight the fuck down. It's right. Like, what is a, a big ass chair gonna do? <laughs> just chair. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, one man survived because he knew about the secret. Yeah. Of the chair parachute. <laughs> 
I mean, you say this is an awful uh, vacation, which, I mean, it, it does sound brutal, but it also sounds like you survived like six final destination attempts on your life. I'm convinced yeah. I'm already dead. And this is what, like, <laughs> we died the first time, and this is what hell is. It's just making you think you're about to die over and over and over again. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Dude, that should be your good place. You gotta get on that. Yeah, that, that produce. I'm living it. I don't need to produce it. I'm here. It is. <laughs> it is funny though. A lot of that plane stuff I can't engage with too much because like I'll just be thinking about it. I like I always think of the final destination thing where it's like taking off and someone didn't get on the plane and the plane's just taking off and it just explodes like you're yeah. watching it explode from the thing. And did you guys see that article that the I think it was New York Times that they just put out that like. There's near misses of planes almost hitting each other like all the time. Yeah, Be it, I like, saw that. If one plane is landing, like one plane's about to take off, the other plane is landing. They're like super close to each other, like planes in the air, like crossing over top of each other. There's like all these near misses. And it's like the article's like there hasn't been a major accident, like crash in like X number of years. <laughs> but it's just like, OK, so now there's going to be one within the next like three years. For <laughs> oh, sure. it's coming. And apparently it's because we don't have enough air traffic controllers and it's just like one guy running around the air traffic control just managing <laughs> just juggling planes literally it's that fucking breaking bad guy i know the, the, yeah it's like my daughter jane i can't focus yeah these planes <laughs> i can't focus yeah. all right welcome to everything but not okay here's the thing i i was listening to a podcast i liked last week and then ours auto played after and I heard my intro and I like I was doing dishes and I immediately threw my headphones off because I was so <laughs> disgusted by it. I hated it so much. I was like, whatever you're doing, why do you sound this way? Why am I the way that I am? So it's <laughs> so from now on, it's welcome to everything but net. This is the podcast. I like it. This That's is good. it. Leave me alone. That's all I got for you. This is new mic, a, a mic that's brushed up with death. Yeah. You no longer. I was. I mean, that was honestly the darkest thing I heard. Was like hear, listening to a podcast I like, and then hearing my voice and being like, "Oh no, I'm a corny bitch. <laughs> this sucks." Uh, at the pearly gates, you will be judged as a corny bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're walking up, and they just play the intro to the first episode. <laughs> yeah, where, what do you think? Where do you think? You think you're going to get in? <laughs> you can come in, but you got to wear this shirt. It's, <laughs> it just says up. corny bitch on it. I like the new <laughs> intro. I think that's good. Yeah, every time I'm just going to complain about doing an intro, and then we're going to get the podcast started. I like it. <laughs> have you guys been watching Hard Knocks? I have not. No. It is, it is awesome. Robert Sala is awesome. He is like a, an open mic comedian who nobody knows who's going to tell you how the world is. <laughs> he does a lot of public speaking things with the team, and they're all insane. They're, they're so good. He, what do you mean? Like he invites them to public speak? No, like he, he does the speaking in like their big meeting room. Yeah. And he's just a madman ranting. Like, he starts off one with, like, I was thinking the other day. I was thinking. I was doing thinking. I was in bed. I was in my bed. And I was laying down. I was laying down horizontally in my bed. And I was thinking. And I was thinking there are four types of competitors. And then he names the four kinds. And he goes, the first kind, survivor, weak. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, interesting way to start it. Like it's 2023 and we're now saying survivors are weak. He also just like starts redefining words. And then he's like the second kind of competitor, contender. Contenders only care about themselves. I was like, that's okay, sure. All right. The third kind of competitor, a competitor. I swear to God. He goes with competitor third. And he goes, and the last kind, the strongest kind, the commander. The commander is just like a competitor, but he takes people with him. Damn. It really really has an energy of like, I don't know if you guys went to church growing up, but very much like a pastor who's just like, you, you repeat like the same eight sentences. Yeah. I've just been thinking. There's like four of a thing. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely just like working out material, but it's also the last time he's ever going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says the word competitor or compete 200 times an episode. <laughs> he's a machine. It is so funny when like the leader of your organization is someone like that too, where it's just like you're saddled to this man and like yes. you have to do what this guy says. Because there's got to be guys sitting there in that room who are just like, Jesus Christ, like... This is fucking nothing. But it's like the you're especially in football where like the coaching is so significant, you know? I feel yes. like in basketball and like other stuff you can kind of like you know, just like let them do their thing, but it's just like, oh my god. This oh, yeah. fucking guy is like this is our leader right here. And H right. HBO cuts to the players just smirking at this idiot the whole time. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy to me that they do this show. I feel like no team is ever going to come out and they're like, "Damn, like it's a tight ship." Like everybody looks like <laughs> such fucking idiots. It's so crazy. <laughs> I was thinking like, "Oh, we've never had a good hard knocks coach." I looked up who the hard knocks coaches were, and there's some ones I've you've never heard of, and they're all just losers. Dave Campo, Rex Ryan, Joe Philbin, Mike Smith, <laughs> Bill O'Brien, Jeff Fisher, Dirk Cotter. I don't even know who that is. Hugh Jackson, John Gruden, just like the <laughs> bottom of the barrel. I would oh like I'd love God. to hear how Bill Belichick talks to a team. I know I'm right. a huge Bills fan, but like I'm obsessed with that guy. I would love to know how he's accomplished what he has, but we're never going to get that. I feel like precisely because he's not on the show, like it, anyone who's like, no, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. It like immediately is like, all right, that's, that's a good first step. <laughs> like, this guy's not a fucking yeah. idiot. No, even though he's not on the show, he also is like, I've been thinking there's four types of competitors. <laughs> he's just repeating it. He's like, nobody's allowed to watch hard knocks except me. <laughs> he comes back with the same speech. Yeah, uh, he's stealing coach like uh, speeches yeah. from Hard Knocks. Uh, yeah, I I watched. Um, I think All or Nothing is like the version of that uh, for on Amazon Prime. And there was one a couple years ago. Who's the Hardball who coaches at Michigan? Jim, uh, I think. Jim, yeah. Yeah, like it starts with him like addressing the group and like I think there's been articles of just fucking crazy shit he says, but it was the epitome of what you're talking about. Just a bunch of people being like, <laughs> I think he was like as a child like. Uh, he didn't have enough like money for candy or something, and like other kids <laughs> were getting candy. He's like, "Fuck them! I don't want candy. I don't need candy." <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Okay." <laughs> they should do that. You guys remember the cats and if you can speech? Like two mice are in a bucket of cream. It's like Christopher Walken. Yeah, he keeps repeating this story about mice in a bucket of cream. And one mouse drowns, and the other churns the cream into butter and climbs out of the tub. So <laughs> they got to bring that into a hard knocks. 
he also only ref- so they play Monday night as their first game and it's on September 11th against the Bills but he only refers to the game as 9/11 and he always talks <laughs> oh about preparing God. the players for 9/11 Dude that's commander shit right there <laughs> only commanders <laughs> show up on 9/11 <laughs> It's like there will be no survivors on 9/11 <laughs> <laughs> the survivors on 9-11 are weak. Only commanders. <laughs> Quinnen Williams, the defensive tackle for the Jets, has this great practice. And he's like talking about his great practice. And Salah says, yeah, but I want to see you fuck shit up on 9-11. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's a man who has to be knowing what he's doing, right? There's not someone who's like, hey, I was man, just maybe. thinking that. There's so many of these things where it's like, you just can't tell with people. It's like, are they like being serious? Are they like fucking around a little bit? Or are they just like so like down the line that they're just he's like there's no irony. There's no smiling about it at all. I will say this very much reminds me. Maybe I've told you guys this before. I don't think on the podcast, though. Uh, my dad coached our basketball teams growing up, like co-coached with a guy. And uh, there's this one practice burned in my memory because my dad was not trying to do a thing. He literally it was like. Uh, full court layup lines, like everyone like dribbling yeah. all the way down and going to layup. <laughs> and in order to like encourage people to like go faster or like do better, he was like, hump it, hump it, we gotta hump it. <laughs> and so all the kids in my class are just fucking laughing. I'm like, dad, why are you saying hump it? <laughs> what the fuck? No one says hump it. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And, like, to this day, I feel like he uses hump it in terms of just, like, really, like, fucking go for it. But I'm like, Dad, like, you're an adult man. What do you, th- what is the first connotation when you think of humping? Oh, uh, that's working hard? so funny. That's so funny. Uh, just like, imagine you in the, like, car on the ride home just screaming, like, sitting in the backseat. You can't say humping! <laughs> I mean, I said, I didn't say a word. I never brought it up. I was just like... It was humiliating. You should now, like next time you go back home, be like, "Do you remember, like, when you kept saying hump it?" <laughs> God, that's so funny. Uh, how do you not know? I I have a conspiracy theory that Salah is saying 9/11 over and over again for other reasons, and it's because his brother was in one of the towers and got out, like ran from the 40th floor to the first floor when they said stay seated, and he got out. And I don't think a lot of people know that story. And I think he's trying to associate his name with 9-11 so that story starts coming up more. And people keep bringing it up. Did you look it up? Yeah, I just went on his Wikipedia because I'm like, how is this man in this position of power? And the reason kind of is his brother was not in 9-11. That's why he's a football coach. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he literally says after 9-11, I decided to become a football coach. He was working in Damn. banking before that. Wow. That's crazy. God I think damn. I think he's trying to get that story out there more. That's such a fucking funny, like, subtle <laughs> SEO strategy of just, like, my name plus 9-11, they'll see my brother's... <laughs> <laughs> my brother's escaping. He's doing that Boris Johnson move with the buses. Do you guys remember that? No. He no. had... Boris Johnson started some new policy where he was... Um, he did something really unpopular with buses. I don't remember if it was raising fares or something. And then in this interview, 
somebody says, what are some of your hobbies? And he's like, I like building toy buses. I like making models of buses, <laughs> and I like building the bus buses. And he's clearly just winging it. And the whole point was so when people Googled Boris Johnson buses, that would come up and not his really unpopular new uh, busing policy. That's so funny. Damn. I like that. That's fun. That's <laughs> yeah. smart. <laughs> I respect that. This is going to be a controversial opinion, but Boris Johnson, actually one of the funniest guys on the planet. <laughs> Definitely like a top five insane haircut for a very public figure. <laughs> Looking Would, like a damn Wallace and Gromit character. Yeah, truly insane hair. Would intentionally mess it up before every interview. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's great. It's so nuts. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, apparently he thought it made him connect more with the common man. By looking insane. <laughs> I look like a dumbass. All these other dumbasses look like I'm cool. And it worked. <laughs> and damn, did it work. Well, speaking of sports journalism, huge news. Ryan Krauser wins the shot put world title. And he did have blood clots in his legs. That's not really why <laughs> I'm interested in it. But he did win. But it's so funny that like sports like shot put and stuff, you just kind of forget that like they exist full time and that they're like just constantly going on, even though the Olympics are like, you know, I guess we're a year away from the next summer Olympics, but they're just like happening constantly. But it did like the, the article I read was from on NBC. So they have like an NBC beat reporter who's like the shot put guy or like the track and field guy. And it made me think if there's like one sport that you're like covering or that you're following, like it's your year-long beat, you travel with it, anything. Is there one like community or like sport that you would be like, these are my guys, I'm following the ins and outs of like shot put or something like that? Yeah. I do I do feel like uh, a niche sport like that, that's such a subculture that I would know nothing about, would be interesting in the way that like, you know, Formula One drive to survive like was so interesting to so many people. Just because you're like, I'm being introduced into a world that no one really knows about. Right. Having said that, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like one of those, I feel like a racing one would be fun because I feel like all the races are in really nice places where it's like you go to like Monaco or like something like that. That would be freaking sweet. Where I yeah. think like whatever offers you the best travel. For some reason, shop put, I imagine you're like, in like the Midwest or like freaking yeah, some crazy place a lot of the time. Yeah, mine was also based on travel, and it was being a chess announcer. I think would be incredible because the tournaments oh, are—they're all over the world. It moves at a very slow pace usually, especially if they're playing in classical tournaments. You just kind of wait around for a while. You see a move. You say what you would have done, and then you have <laughs> dinner in Abu Dhabi or something. Have you ever watched, I feel like when I got into, when we kind of started connecting on chess was when I was big into it and I was watching like a tournament champ. I don't remember what it was. It was the mm -hmm. one to like play Magnus Carlsen if you won it. Mm -hmm. um, but I started watching it and I was like, oh, I guess I didn't realize this is eight hours long and one of the most boring things I've ever seen. Yeah. I, classical chess is one of the worst things in the world to watch. So that classical awful. is without the clock. It's hitting. with the clock, but you each get 90 minutes. So it's a three hour game. And they can spend 25 minutes on a single move, especially when you get like to the middle of a game. It's really tough to watch. Magnus Carlsen said he's not playing classical chess anymore. He just won the World Cup this morning in classical chess and was like, I'm done with this. This is boring as hell. That rocks. Yeah. 
Is that she's so good? Do people like get up from the table and like walk away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's there's like so funny. There's psychological games played there too, which is very fun. Right, if you're like, yeah, you just sit there and like stare at the guy or something like that. Or you're like eating a sandwich in the corner or something like that. There's <laughs> just like a ham dripping <laughs> onto the. <laughs> you're ba- yeah, making like you got like the prepackaged ham from like Ralph. It's like all wet and stuff. When, when. Uh, they were doing these tournaments online during COVID. Magnus had like uh, a Postmates dude come into the frame during a major tournament and drop off his food on the table. That rocks. Yeah. I feel like there is, there should have been, there wasn't like a Talladega Nights, like an Anchorman style chess movie. Did no. They do that? It feels no. so ripe for like something yeah. like that with things like a Will Ferrell and uh, Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And there is like so much drama to pull from. Like, Ryan, do you remember the name the name of that guy who's like everybody knows he's a cheater. They just can't catch him. Is it Hans Neiman yeah, or something? Hans, yeah, Hans Neiman. Who's like just so clearly a cheater, like can barely process chess when he has to analyze it <laughs> after, but just destroys people. And everybody's like, he's cheating. We know he's cheating. He hasn't competed in like a year because everybody knows he's cheating. God, that's so funny. I, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to pull from for a chess movie. I also nope. like thematically as a podcast, like as a sports podcast, we would get wedgies from the sp- other sports podcasts. We always find our way back to chess and like <laughs> video games. <laughs> We're always just like kind of just want this to be a gamer podcast. <laughs> oh, have you guys seen this uh, like this week that Stephen A. Smith has had? No, he's, he's taken some else. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Earlier this week, he said. I know for a fact Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. I've been hearing this from a lot of people. Five minutes later, Stefan Diggs tweets out, this is 100% false. I want to be here for the rest of my career. I want to retire here. I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. And it's like, okay, Stephen A. Smith was just talking out of his ass. He, we move on. And then he was like, I heard LaMelo Ball can't even stand up. He's so injured. He can't even stand. He can't get out of a chair. And then LaMelo posts a video. Not LaMelo, sorry. It was... um. Lonzo. It was Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo posted a video of him on his bad knee standing up on just the bad leg. Like, lifts up his other leg and just gets up and out of a chair over and over again. So, <laughs> Stephen A is just making shit up and going for it. And honestly, I respect it. Yeah, that has very much like a middle schooler. Uh, my uncle works <laughs> at Nintendo. <laughs> and he said that uh, <laughs> you can see Samus's boobies if you pause it. <laughs> it's like, no, you fucking can't, dude. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, do you guys remember those r- rumors when you were a kid where somebody would just say there's about to be a new Power Ranger color? <laughs> That was. I feel like most of my childhood was kids lying to me about how there's about to be a purple Power Ranger. I was about to say, without ever having heard that, purple would be the lie that I would most want to be true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kids were always saying, like, when we were picking the Power Rangers we were outside, I'm purple. And you guys don't know about it yet, but it's coming soon. <laughs> it was a good move. Yeah. Pissed me off. That is good. It's funny with sports stuff, too, because it feels like you can kind of just say anything like that and be like, oh... I don't know if sources were wrong and it just like gets people. It feels like there's not going to be any repercussions for him yes. saying anything like that. It really doesn't matter. No, it's not real journalism. It's fully entertainment at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think there should be more of it. We should just be always grabbing for a headline <laughs> any chance we get. 
When I scroll and there's not a new story for eight minutes, I'm devastated. <laughs> Let Stephen A throw me astray for a little while. Yeah, we got to get some for chess. Get chess back buzzing in. <laughs> Magnus Carlsen cannot stand up. I know this for a fact. <laughs> That is the most chess name that a person could have. It sounds like yeah. very serious, but it's also like, yeah, that's a good chess name. Yeah, like, that's a fun awesome. one. It, yeah. This Stephen A. Smith stuff, too, like having worked in any digital media, like making content for the internet, it just sounds very like it's all homogenized now to this, just like, whatever kind of get clicks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck it, who, who cares? <laughs> and it's like this psychotic cycle where there isn't enough sports news, right? It's just like kind of any network news problem. So somebody in the morning says something absolutely insane. And then the rest of the shows all day talk about the insane thing that that person said. Like that Stephen A. Smith uh, dig story was ESPN for the whole day. And that's just the cycle. Somebody in the morning has to throw out some crazy shit. Stephen A's happy to do it. And then they talk about what Stephen A said on all the other shows all day. But now what we must uh, reckon with is that we are part of this cycle. <laughs> we are filter feeding. <laughs> we are currently talking about this thing. <laughs> no, Ryan, we're looking at it from an elevated view. We're smarter yes. than that. We're saying I Stephen see. A is wrong. We're looking back on it and saying, I see. this man, um, isn't he silly? Yeah. Which is a so very smart opinion to have. Yeah. <laughs> We're holding the mirror back up towards Stephen A. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the Ravens breaking their 24-game preseason uh, win streak? Or it was broken by the Commanders? Sure did. I, I got COVID. I turned it on. I watched that damn game. <laughs> that is a, yeah, a pure COVID watch is a preseason game <laughs> with the commanders. <laughs> uh, it was a fun game. It was a really fun game. It was. It did get me excited that football is coming back. And I said this like in the moment of seeing it, but like it's so crazy to me that Aikman and Joe Buck were like doing that game. It's just crazy for like a meaningless preseason game. And I guess it's like it could be a tune up for them, but it's just like, man, like, you know, everything that has to go into it. It's like, yeah, you guys are working the preseason game right here. It's crazy. And it was on ESPN as like a f Monday night football game. That's so wild. Oh, me. yeah. I mean, and people watched it. A lot of people I watched it. I mean, I it. did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so funny if the um, announcers did the same thing the players do. Like at halftime, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman get yes, taken out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put in just like some new guy who's never done it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. doesn't know anything. Just fucking fumbling so much. Just regional yeah. broadcasters. Charlie Batch, the old Pittsburgh quarterback <laughs> who does their games, comes in. Yeah, be like, uh, throws it to number 32. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 34, I'm sorry. I knew, a guy that, I knew a guy that wore 34 once. Just just has no clue what to talk about. <laughs> they should do that as an alternate broadcast. Like, they have the Manning cast. They should do, like, the first-time guy doing it cast. Where it's yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. someone picked out of a hat from, like, the ESPN, like, truck or whatever. And it's, like, <laughs> they're just, like, calling the game. Like, it wouldn't be fun to watch the whole game, but I would definitely click over to it for, like, Five to seven minutes. Yeah, I think to get a reminder and some perspective of how hard it probably actually is That's to call true, a game. Yeah, it would add value to like the real professionals doing it to be like, yeah, these guys are insane. There's so <laughs> many subtle moves that I feel like even the announcers that people fucking hate, like the version of it where someone who's not as experienced is just trying to like fill time. 
I feel like would be a hundred times more unbearable. You know what I mean? Just like, I feel like there's a smoothness with which even like certain bad announcers are like, oh, it still sounds like a professional announcer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like my problem with these announcers has never been like their talent level. It's just their bad personalities. Sure. I was just thinking that too. I was like the voice I feel like is 92% of it or something. Like if you just have like a unique kind of like nice voice that takes, yeah. that'll go so far. Yeah. Like you could do it. You've, you've kind of got that voice that could be calm and yes. collected. Put me in the truck. I sound like no. a little nervous boy every time I open my mouth. <laughs> they, nobody would trust me. Well, you could do the uh, Nickelodeon broadcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you and now Patrick take it down Star. to Mikey Breen on the sidelines. <laughs> Mikey Breen. <laughs> Man in his 30s, just really nervous to talk to Josh Allen. <laughs> He's like, are you a character from something? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh apropos of nothing but just a very funny sometimes like a reel on instagram i'm just like damn the internet hits baby it's like a kid <laughs> a kid a kid on a bus after a football game like i'm uh, probably like 11 or 12 and <laughs> he stands up and he's like guys coach is right we gotta really want it and then someone else on the bus is like hey, shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, it really made me laugh <laughs> Dude, nothing like being on the bus with the team. So true. Oh Freaking man. Freaking bus. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I remember when a kid on the way to a basketball game told us, "I can fart on command. It just <laughs> I just need 3 to 5 seconds." And we're like, "Okay, do it." And he did it no problem. It was incredible. Damn. That's it's, crazy. It's my biggest memory from being on a bus in my life. Is that So did he just keep doing it? Was it like every 5 seconds from there on out people were saying fart? <laughs> It was like, you know those like overpowered guns in video games where they need to cool off before you can go again? Yeah. It yeah. was like watching the reload bar on one of those guns and he'd be like, <laughs> all right, it's ready. But he, he, he was always ready to go. And he would just sit there very focused and like make his body as small as possible. And he'd be like, all right, we're close. <laughs> Next three to five seconds. And he would just get it out. I wonder if it, if it had the same feeling of relief or if it was like... If it lost all satisfaction, if it lost all meaning for him. <laughs> At that point, yeah. it's just a job. It's just <laughs> a damn job. No joy in it. No joy. <laughs> just for my curiosity, what like skill level on the team was this? Because I feel like this type of person always has a very similar kind of skill level on the team. Yeah, but I think this is going to surprise you. He was the starting point guard that year. Hell yeah. But was goofy as hell. Was that just rocks. the goofiest kid in the world. Um, Did he ever pull it out in games? Was he like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he was like farts, like throws a nice dime. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that he could have revolutionized the game. Truly, <laughs> ultimate in distraction. <laughs> he should do the chess thing. That would be a great, uh, just like every five <laughs> seconds for ninety minutes while you're thinking <laughs> of your chess move. Dude is farting. That's that's probably the best game to to fart and throw somebody off yeah. is there any better game than that to f i feel like i, I, I think any any game that like long jump potentially like if you did it like <laughs> like right as they're about to jump like wait so you're standing like at the table <laughs> You're hiding inside you're, the yeah. mat of the pole you're, vault. 
you're right at the front of the sandbox, just like, yeah, I'm the like timer guy, <laughs> and then right, they're about to go. With a oh, there's a disguise involved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are yeah. also disguised as the timer guy. Yeah. Any qui- anything so quiet like that. Tennis, I feel like. Tennis people get mad at you. Oh, yeah. It's so quiet. I, I thought you, you mean were as a participant or a <laughs> spectator? I mean, as a participant or like a foil to whoever, like playing defense right. in some way. Right, I right. thought you were going to say that um, <laughs> the jumping, the farting could be used in jumping to propel yourself further <laughs> into the air, <laughs> which is a child's idea of what a fart is, but I did think that's where we were going with it. Yeah, like, uh, eating like beans before the race is PEDs because they'll shoot you farther in. That you. is straight up Little Giants territory. Yeah. Eat the beans. No. Speaking of the Little Giants, they played the Cowboys in that movie, and Jerry Jones had one of the most hilarious quotes <laughs> of the week. Um, Sam Williams, defensive end, got arrested this week for speeding, and this has happened before. And Jerry's quote was, this sounds a little hollow, but he is maturing. What, he was, what was he going? 66 miles per hour? That's 32 miles per, less, per hour less than 98 last year. So that's improvement. <laughs> I love that. It's so fucking funny. That's the kind of owner you want, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's got to be the most successful owner in football. His team is worth the most. And in billionaire minds... He's the most successful franchise in sports, right? Right, yeah. Those players love him. I mean, Des Bryant, remember him? He was a wide receiver for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Famously shit talks every single person in that organization. But when people bring up Jerry, he's like, no, I like Jerry. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, people hate him, but he seems like a pretty cool dude, especially like a player's owner, if such a thing exists. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny that that they haven't like. Yeah, that they're worth the most, but they're st- like they haven't been good, like actually good. No, no. Like since our like childhood. Which no, I'm happy about that's good. yeah. I feel like every year we're they're supposed to be good, and they're not. Yeah, but they're America's team. They are America's team. I'll give them that. This was like. They, d- oh, they don't I, have. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just saying, they don't have, like, the sharp discipline. They have Cool Dad as their owner. He's like, yeah, you can speed. Like, who cares? They're not going to be pushed, <laughs> yeah. to, pushed to success to their no. limits by this man. He's like, yeah, drink in the house. As long as you're doing here, I don't care. Jerry Dude. Jones doesn't say the word compete once in a year. <laughs> doesn't happen. What was um, the second level of competitor after Survivor? Oh, contender, which to me sounds contender. better than competitor. Yeah, it's, you're right. It, it sounds uh, even better than commander, but a contender, contender is a selfish person because words need, mean nothing to this man. Mm. <laughs> That's another thing about those Jets guys is like, or football players in general is they can't live with silence for a second. Like everybody needs to be constantly talking all the time, no matter what. Silence scares the hell out of them. <laughs> That's why uh, repeating the same sentence is such a helpful tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, genuinely, while you were saying that before, I was like, there are instances where this really hyped me up. Like, the cadence of repeating yourself when you're, like, giving an inspirational or, like, let's get hyped speech does have its, like, there's, like, a line. I can do it for a bit, and then it's like, all right, you are repeating every fucking thing you're saying. Yeah. He probably did read that in some, like, 
like epic coach book by like <laughs> yeah. Vince Lombardi or something like yeah. pay yourself. I mean, like Chris Rock, when he sets up a premise, says it like six times. And yeah. every time you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're doing a last dance style documentary, which I love that anytime there's a sports documentary now, it's couched under the framing that it's last dance style for NASCAR. Netflix and NASCAR, last dance style. It's so funny because I feel like Last Dance is so like it it's just it means like Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. And it's like you need that main guy. But it's so funny with NASCAR where it's like there's no one like I feel like Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt and like Dale Earnhardt Jr. but like I could not name I guess like I don't know like any NASCAR guys now. It feels like it's not like that's not I don't know. It's just it gets getting to a point where like everything is like a last dance style documentary, <laughs> but it's like we don't know any of the guys. Like how right. are we supposed to? Like, <laughs> and like, is this about a race? Is it maybe it's a race from like twenty years ago or something? Or is this like now? That that is know. true though. We don't know any of the like the NASCAR people anymore. No, like there's no stars in it. Like, I, is Danica Patrick still doing it? But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, case in point, right there. Is, yeah, that, that's true. is that novelty character still I was around? Be like, is there a guy named Bubba in it? Like, there might be a Bubba. Doing oh, it. like, there's you know, there's a Bubba Johnson. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Just, like, we just realized Bubba is this Michael Jordan. Just like, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. so powerful and just like beloved. It's like he's powerful. I'm he's powerful. So powerful. I took that personal. I'm Bubba. <laughs> 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 it is sweet when you like make something really good that everyone after you can just use it as like their touch point for what they're making <laughs> it's like yeah i've yeah. made the last dance it rocked it's like awesome now i'm gonna make something that sucks and it's gonna be like that <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and Trevor, this thing sucks but it is like that a little. <laughs> and there's like there's no line for me you know like it doesn't matter what it is if you compare it to that I'm going to watch it. It could yeah. be about like the eight and eight Jeff Fisher led St. Louis Rams in 2016. <laughs> and I'd be like, I want to see what's going on there. Yeah. I'd watch, I'd watch a 14 part doc about that. That's true. Which I guess that's kind of what hard knocks is. Hard knocks is sort of the last dance style. Uh, yeah. Football documentary every year. Hard Knocks is HBO spitting in the face of sports fans every year and saying, we bet you watch these fuckers practice. <laughs> We're going to do this every year. We bet you are jonesing so bad you will watch them do push-ups. So what, what does it go up until? Does it go up until the start of the season or it goes throughout the whole year? Yeah, I, no, I think it's um, like after the last preseason game, it's over. Okay. And then they're like, and then they went on to go five and eight. Yeah. It, yeah. They only played 13 games or 12 games <laughs> that season. <laughs> I wonder how much of it for these type of things, because I feel like I consume a lot of uh, sports docuseries. Like there is definitely a part of me that is like, oh, it's really nice to be like essentially transport as close as I can be again to like in a team atmosphere. Mm. Oh yeah. And I think there's like a lot of times where I'm watching and I'm like, Oh, that reminds me of this idiot I grew up with. Exactly. I forgot yeah. about that guy. Yeah. 
It's even like intramurals. It's, it's such a different landscape. You know what I mean? It's like a whole different environment. Yeah, when yeah, you were a kid, everybody wasn't talking about what bar they were going to after a game. It was <laughs> life and death when you were a kid still. Right. I feel like a football team would, is by far like the scariest team to like become a part of. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it a seems... fraternity times 10. Yeah. It's Where way the, worse. It's like you're violent also. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It seems yeah. so crazy. You're also just violent people. And there's like... I mean, you can see it on the show a little bit, but at the high school level, like, there are people that hate each other on that team, and there are bullies on the team, and they're, like, mean to the weakest kids who, like, had the courage to sign up to do it. I remember, there, we, like, kids would just target people. Like, oh, that, that's the weakest one? I'm going after him with everything I've got. It was, it was like, it was brutal. Yeah. It's crazy, too, because they're such big teams where it does feel like it... it creates these like ecosystems where it's not like the whole you know basketball team's like 12 guys it's like that can be like one big group and it's like and it totally to is 40 dudes yeah like there's gonna be like fractions and like all these <laughs> different things i almost <laughs> described them as factions yeah it's like it's <laughs> it's exactly what it's like like everybody teams up and there's like eight to ten guys in every single group where a basketball team is like a family it's right. such a different environment I think there's an element of, like, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but in football, you didn't have to make the team. Like, if you wanted to be on the team, you'd be on it. Where basketball, like, you had to make it, so it kind of felt like, oh, you belong here. And football was just, like, a lot of us dis decided, oh, you don't belong here. It was that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so each year for your high school, you could just join, you wouldn't get cut? For football, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think that's what... I think maybe for freshman football... Uh, maybe you might be right. They just might not have ever fucking played the, those kids that, um, yeah, I don't know. It might've been the same. Yeah. Cause I think you could have like 90 kids on a high school football team. 90 and kids? We didn't get anywhere near that. Yeah. I think that's what it was in New York. <laughs> that's crazy. 90 <laughs> kids. Definitely kids in our high school who would be on the team. And there were so many kids. I'm thinking maybe more freshman football and they just for like three months never got a helmet. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just didn't have, they didn't have enough. And it was just like, yeah, you're on the team, but, uh, you're never no doing hell. anything. <laughs> you're no, you're going to play. You're definitely yeah. going to play, but you don't get a helmet. <laughs> you don't need to protect your brain. <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers. No longer doing State Farm ads. Damn. It's devastating. A sad, sad day. Sad. Huff. We're going to miss those a lot. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have any like regional commercials that sports figures were in that were terrible? Um. Not terrible. A fun thing I like in Maryland is Justin Tucker is all over Royal Farms, which is like... Still? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I'm not uh, super up to date on it. I just love that, like, a kicker in a gas station that sells chicken were, like, <laughs> together. Oh, that's arms. awesome. That is... Yeah, some of the billboards. There's the one here. Have you guys seen the Austin Reeves uh, Lemon Daddy billboards? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. They're yeah. so funny. So just the weird. one side of the billboard is LemonDaddy.com. No explanation. And then the right side of the billboard <laughs> is Austin Reeves, Los Angeles Lakers, and a picture of Austin Reeves. That's it. They're not connected in any way. It's just like, here's Lemon Daddy, and here's Austin Reeves. I like to think that they split the space. <laughs> Austin Reeves is like, yeah. you guys want to go in on a billboard? Yeah, it's like a, a, a WeWork. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it must I be w- exciting as like a local business to be like, what level can we get of like, you know, we probably can't get the quarterback, but like Justin Tucker's pretty good get for, he's like, I think the most yeah. high, high profile kicker, certainly. Oh, mean, yeah. The the best, like, essentially the Blair Witch Project of like our budget and like how much we made is the general and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so bizarre that he does that. It's so it's so cool. It's just like, yeah, they helped me out once and now I'll do their commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the lowest production value of any national yes. TV in years. And he's still out there and he does yeah. not have to be. Yeah, that fucking little general is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Uh, Haley was in a State Farm commercial that aired for like a long time, like two years. And every commercial starts with that that little bell noise. Yeah. And we'd always look to the TV to see if it was her commercial. And when it was Rogers or Mahomes, we would get so mad. And it was just like this Pavlov's dog thing of like bell rings, look over. It made me really hate Rogers and Mahomes so much more. That's That's so so funny. funny. So the times that it was Haley, though, I imagine it was fun and exciting. Oh, yeah. We were flipping furniture. We were were going insane, smashing windows. Yeah, I love that. It was a great time. It made it so much more fun. It was her. And then it made you hate uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I, since watching Hard Knocks, and I'm going to keep coming back to it this episode, I'm like, wait, I think I like him. And this is an idea I have for another episode that we should do soon, which is rank all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks by how much we'd want to date them. <laughs> <laughs> that, it makes it seem like Aaron Rodgers got to be top of your list. <laughs> oh, I'm going to shock the world. <laughs> <laughs> what did it for you? Something must have clicked into place. Well, it's funny because I, like, I was thinking... Um, I, I had posed this question last week and I was like, huh, I, n- I don't like him, but he's near the top of the list. And I realized like if, if I was interested in a man, what the qualities I'd want in him would be so much different than a woman. And I was like going through the QBs and I was like, oh, I, I think I'd be only into toxic men. <laughs> just like the worst ones but there's nothing i want less in a woman why uh, why do you want that in a man what's what's the quality that there is something chemical in my body that i i can't explain it's just it is what it is like the bad boys are what i'd prefer for sure so this is a genuine question there is like a level of like this is not just oh it would be funny it would be no, like not there at is all. something i can't explain that is attracting me to this person yeah, like if I if I if somebody was like, "Oh, you you have to date an NFL quarterback." I would be I wouldn't be drawn to a Brock Purdy. <laughs> I wouldn't even be drawn, drawn to a Jimmy Garoppolo. Dude, and there's I no go, reason not to. I'd go so safe Kirk Cousins. I'm going to be like <laughs> settle in Minneapolis with my beautiful husband Kirk and we're just going to like he's going to be w- weird and wear weird pants and we're going to love him. Kirk, <laughs> Kirk personality-wise, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Yeah. I I think he's really funny and nice. Probably number 32 on my list. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he is I guess kind of the opposite. Yeah, he is kind of the anti uh, Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, what does he know? What does he know about vaccines? He's got some interesting takes. I'll hear him out. It'll be fun. <laughs> you do the darkness retreat with him, sit in the room. 
the black room. Do they cover that in Hard Knocks? I'd love to hear how that went, his uh, dark room retreat thing. No, they haven't gotten into any of his weird shit at all. He, um, it's been pretty boring. It seems kind of exhausting to be him. Like, everybody, because mm. he's probably one of the biggest celebrities to ever be on Hard Knocks. And, yeah. like, the constant attention from everybody, even players, I think, is, like, got to be annoying. Um, but he handles yeah. it pretty well. I guess that's true. Even with a new team, it's like, oh, he's a celebrity coming here. Like, we don't know him. Yeah, like, Mikkel Hardman follows him around like a puppy, and it's it just seems so exhausting. And some of these guys are like, I was six months old when you were in the NFL yeah, that's when you got crazy. drafted, which is so nuts. That is. I mean, that's got to warp. Like, the way you go about your day, if we were all just, like, surrounded by a bunch of people who are like, I've been listening to the podcast since I was three. <laughs> <laughs> now I have my own podcast, and it's a lot more popular than yours. But. <laughs> it was kind of, you were, yours was the last dance, and ours we kind of did it. Uh, fun little segue in terms of Aaron Rodgers leaving and the marketing that he's doing. The <laughs> Bijan Robertson has a muster that <laughs> he just had a commercial for, and I think it's very funny for a, uh, a hotly like um, anticipated rookie to come into the NFL and be advertising his own mustard. <laughs> yeah, I love this move, and also the the packaging is classy as fuck. It is, and he's got a candle too. I mean. I like what this guy's doing a lot. This looks is like this some whole Emilion Door stuff. Is it a whole new company or like a, like Heinz is putting out a brand, like a, a flavor of mustard for him? I think it's his. Ryan, you should correct me, but... I don't I, think... I mean, I don't know a ton about it, but I don't think it's Heinz. I think it is. It's, it's a whole new company. Bijan Robinson's Bijan Mustardson. <laughs> 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 it's like a... Um, it's very, like, I think yeah. it's a lot more endearing to me. You know when um, Jimmy Butler did, like, the big head coffee in the bubble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, if this is truly, like, his must, if this is, like, some just fucking ad agency, though, being like, Bijan, like, this would be so epic. <laughs> it's a lot less cool, but if he's just like, yeah, I love mustard and I <laughs> Yeah. But I can't, I don't know. I feel like it's probably his agent being like, your name sounds like Dijon. We I can really make some money here. I think that's exactly right. And this candle that he's selling looks so fancy. Smoky leather candle? This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> smoky leather. And it smells like mustard? It smells like mustard? It's a smoky leather mustard candle. Dude, we gotta hey. get some products. We gotta get some personalized. I want like a like a Trevor Lion fly trap or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dream big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be so funny. Haley's in commercials for it. <laughs> Trevor. <Yeah. laughs> like, holy shit, it's on. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's the Aaron Rodgers version of Trevor's fly oh trap commercial. God. That'd be incredible. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the pod. We're not doing anything fancy and signing off here because it's fucking stupid and I sound fucking stupid. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>